You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, generate content, and grow brand awareness. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Ashley McAlpin. Ashley is head of marketing at Rockerbox, which is a marketing attribution platform for data-driven B2C marketers. Ashley, welcome. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. So let's dive right into our topic, which is building out a marketing function designed to drive revenue. Yes. Now, I mean, ultimately, one way or another, all marketing is meant to drive revenue. 100%. Right. So, So then when we talk about revenue marketing, Specifically, what are we talking about? Like, how is revenue marketing different than any other kind of marketing? Yeah. So I think that's an interesting way to ask the question. So I think what I would say is I would turn it around and say rather like, rather than how is revenue marketing different from, you know, other types of marketing or content marketing or whatever, I'd ask what role does marketing, like what, what role does content marketing or field marketing or partner marketing what does that play in a revenue-focused marketing engine? Because I think they're different, right? Revenue marketing isn't okay. this like new subset of a type of marketing. It is marketing. So what we're doing is we're building a holistic approach to marketing with a core objective or focus on revenue above everything else. So I think a lot of a lot of types of marketing, to your point, focus indirectly on revenue, right? They, like they should. If they're not, then I think we have to like take two steps back and like really talk about what's the purpose of marketing. Um, but my goal with building a revenue-focused marketing engine is to align our content, our field, our digital, our operational marketing all back to the same core focus, which is to build more revenue. And I think that what happens when you don't do that is that you create these marketing silos that feel really disconnected from the true business objective, which ultimately every business objective is to drive more revenue, right? Like if there's a business who their objective is not drive more revenue or like raise more money for something, then I feel like there's probably a problem there too. So I think from, you know, you guys talk a lot about content marketing. You talk a lot to content marketers. I think from a content marketing perspective, that means that we, we look at everything through this lens of how does this ultimately drive more revenue? Okay. And that's as opposed to through a lens of, I don't know what, like brand awareness. Yeah. I think, I think that like the difference is it's really this like shift in mentality and like unlearning is the way that I look at it. Because I talk to a lot of marketers in my day to day to day. I talk to a lot of B2C marketers, but I also engage with a lot of other B2B marketers and different communities that I'm in and things like that. And I think there's this like common trend where marketers are just now starting to at least talk about their role in revenue. And I think you hear a lot like marketers don't have a seat at the table or like or like marketers aren't, they're, they're not mm. part of the driving engine, right? Like they usually kind of defer to sales who drives revenue. Well, from my perspective, marketing should be driving revenue. And if we're not looking at revenue as our source of kind of quality assurance with everything else that we're doing, then we're doing this incorrectly. Um, 
I think that one example of that is that we might be looking at, you know, content marketing and saying like, we will just want to drive more like top level engagement. We just want to build the top of funnel, right? This like funnel mentality that we've been talking about for the last 15 years and everybody is so obsessed with. Well, there's some like real big problems with just always looking at the funnel. Specifically, if you're going to say marketing, you're responsible for the top of funnel and that's it. Like that's what I am gold on. Like that is what I am comped on like that's my bonus on whatever, then there is no reason for me to actually care whether or not that top of funnel makes it to the bottom of the funnel, which is where the business impact is, mm. right? And I think that there are like pieces of good in there. There's a reason that that's been a trend. Like there's a reason that marketing tends to focus on top of funnel. But what I'm saying is that when I step into an organization and I'm talking about how we should approach marketing from a revenue perspective. I want to look at the entire funnel and I want to say, you know, I don't really care how many people are in the top. I want to increase the number that come out of the bottom. And ultimately, that's what I see mm. my role as, as a data-driven revenue-focused marketer. Okay. We're going to dig into all of this stuff. I mean, do you think that one reason why there's been so much focus on the top of the funnel for, from, you know, a content marketer's perspective is just because it's so darn hard to, to show how, you know, how content marketing actually does drive revenue. Even, even oh. if you wanted to, like, even yep. if that's your goal, like how do you draw the line from a piece of content to revenue growth, right? It's just yeah. really, really, really hard to do. Yeah. It's a lot easier to show like, well, we got people in the funnel mm -hmm. that's now take it away sales or whatever. Like, do you think that's yeah. what's driving that, you know, that whole approach that you described? A hundred percent. I think that attribution is really difficult. And I also think that in some earlier stage B2B startups, attribution should not be the primary focus, right? So then to your point, like, how do you know? Like, how do you draw content back to revenue? And I think the way that I think of it is, you know, I mentioned unlearning earlier. I think that it's just this shift in our mentality where it doesn't actually change the core objectives of what we're doing. It just changes the way that we think about them. So if we start thinking about, well, let's use content marketing as an example. We start thinking about content marketing through this revenue marketing lens. We start thinking like, okay, I need to look at all of my content in the buyer stage journey, right? Like I'm not just creating content that I think might be relevant to my target audience. I have sat down, I have developed brand messaging that I know resonates with my audience because I've done market research. I've talked to prospects, I've talked to customers, and now I'm going to create content that's specifically purpose to nurture them through each stage of their buyer buying journey. So I'm going to create content for awareness. So we'll use Rockerbox as an example. We do marketing attribution for B2C brands, right? So I might do a what is attribution, and that is going to kind of satisfy that awareness stage. But at the same time, I'm also going to be pro producing content at the decision-making stage and really pushing into some of those like data-driven case study type forms of content. And how do we how do we actually level those back to revenue? I'm saying that we should look at revenue. I'm not necessarily saying that you have to be able to say like, oh, that what is attribution ebook drove X percent of mm -hmm. revenue this month. I'm saying that like, instead of focusing on the top level, like, oh, the attribution ebook drove 17 leads. So that that's, you know, good job. We drove 17 leads. I want to know, did those 17 leads actually turn into anything else? Did they turn into qualified opportunities? Are they looking like they're going to close? Were they the right type of 17 people? Because if they weren't, then I didn't meet my goal of producing content at the awareness stage. I just produced a piece of content that I thought would be good. And it, it wasn't, right? Even if 17 people downloaded it, like that's not actually 
good if those are the wrong 17 people. And, you know, on the same note, 100 people could have downloaded it. But if only one of those was the right person, then I didn't do that right, right? So I'm saying we shift our mentality around marketing and marketing success and the way that we're quantifying marketing success away from these like top level, really superficial metrics and into this Mm -hmm. revenue focus where marketing teams are intimately aware of the way that they are impacting revenue and everything that we're doing should be supporting that journey in some way or another. And so that might seem like, you know, it might, it might seem rudimentary, right? Like we're not like, this is just the basics of marketing. We're not changing anything. The core concepts of content marketing are not changing, but the way that we're evaluating and looking at the role of content marketing as part of the larger revenue engine, that's what we're changing. Okay. So can you give me an example of how how you do this? Like, can you point me to a piece of content you guys have created that was designed specifically with the, through this revenue focus mm-hmm. and what it is, how you created it, how you measure it, all, all that? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I I think in terms of like one specific, like this goes back to like what I said before, we want to look at all of the buying stages and create content that supports those stages. And so there's not like this magic, like create this one piece of content and all of a sudden, like you're a revenue focused marketer. That doesn't like that's, that doesn't even exist. Right. At at Rockerbox, like I said, the creating the, what is attribution? We did that. And it does drive, it drives that top of funnel, but that's not what I'm looking at. I couldn't tell you how many leads came through it, not because we're not tracking it, we are, but as like the executive marketing leader, that's not the number I'm most interested in, right? I expect my content marketing manager to be looking at that number and to be aware of the impact that that's having, but I'm more interested in how many qualified opportunities have come from that and where those opportunities are in the pipeline to close. And at that same time, we're also, like I said, building that that decision level content that's like maybe comparing business level use cases to meet the buyers at the later stages of the buying journey. So I think that there's mm-hmm. like, it's not as much about like a specific example of content because we're creating all types of content. You know, we do webinars, we do, we do yeah. do ebooks. We do a lot of thought leadership on the blog. We do a lot of third party content where we're offering our thought leadership on different platforms like newsletters and podcasts and things like that. But what what I am looking at is kind of taking a step back and saying revenue focused marketing is drawing everything back to one end goal. And that is revenue versus marketing being so focused, like hyper focused on vanity metrics, which I think is something a lot of times, yeah. especially content marketing falls into, right? Because there, to your point, there's not always an easy path to the revenue. So how do you know? And my answer is that's all we're looking at. And so if we're only looking at revenue, we can see how our content has influenced that revenue by looking at the engagement. I mean, if you use tools like HubSpot um, or or Parda Mm -hmm. or Marketo, you can see how have these people who came through the other end, right? Who were closed one who made it through the end of the, of the funnel. Like what did they engage with along their path and what can you learn from that? And then I think doing things like making sure that you're doing customer surveys and prospect surveys and really learning more about your target audience so that you're aware of like the types of content they're looking for in those buyer stages mm-hmm. versus what I've seen some content marketing teams do that's interesting, but I think misses the point a little bit is they they find these like niche bubbles of topics that they're 
broad target market might be interested in. And they just like produce a lot of content on this. Like, what is this? What is that? What is this? What is that? And they end up with a lot of content and they might get good engagement, but they're not actually moving those people through the funnel with this focus on getting them to the revenue. And so it's kind of like unlearning unlearning the way that we've been thinking about content marketing and actually starting to build like build a bridge with that content marketing mm-hmm. versus just looking at content marketing as a pool. Like it's not a pool, it's a bridge, right? We don't just want one bucket. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So kind of breaking breaking through that silo. I think you used that term earlier. Yeah. To, yeah, exactly. So so if I'm so if I'm hearing you correctly, and I just want to make sure I understand yeah. that it's not so much about radically changing the kind of content you're producing necessarily, right? It's more about changing your, like your focus, your, your awareness. Yeah. Maybe that means focusing on a different set of KPIs or just, as you said, I think you use the word awareness a couple of times, Mm -hmm. being aware of sort of not being satisfied or shutting off when you say, well, the ebook got a hundred downloads and we got a hundred, you know, emails from it. Job well done, everyone. Move on to the next thing. You're saying, I think you're saying, no, that's just the beginning. Let's follow those people. How many of them actually got out the other side of the funnel and became customers, right? That that's exactly that's part of what marketing should be focusing on, not just sales. Yeah. And it's like it's our responsibility as marketers to challenge our success, right? And so I think it's Mm -hmm. easy for marketers to sit and like look at those top line metrics and say, hey, this was really successful, not our problem. And what I'm saying is that it's time for marketing to take accountability for what comes out the other end, Mm -hmm. because ultimately we do have a lot of influence over whether or not people make it all the way through the sales cycle. And so I think it's like it's less about changing the tactical execution and more about changing the way that you're strategically thinking about the role of marketing within your organization and specifically the Mm -hmm. role of content marketing, right? If I'm a content marketing leader, I want to be I, in my role. I want to be able to say I am positively influencing revenue. And here's how I move beyond these top level metrics that everybody else is looking. At. And I think the more content marketers start to take that mentality and take that approach to the table, the more they're going to be able to build success in their own right because not a lot of people are doing that right like when's the last time most sales leaders had a content marketer come to them and say hey you know what i know that i shot 100 leads through that ebook i recognize that you know only 10 percent of them were quality here's what we're doing to make sure that the next ebook only hits that 10 percent that are quality so that we can increase that percentage to 100 percent, so that we can get more people through the end of the funnel um, like when, when's the last time that somebody heard that? I mean, I, I've not run into it that many times in my career. And I think mm-hmm. the more we like change our mentality on what we as marketers consider successful, not yeah. only the better are we going to be at our craft, right? But the more valuable we come to the organization, because if marketers can position themselves, like they already are a key piece of the revenue engine, but they're often looked at as a secondary piece, right? And so I think the more that marketers can position themselves as that driving revenue force, the more say they're going to have ultimately in the, you know, success of the organization. Yeah, God, that's really interesting. And I think that makes a lot of sense, especially given that it seems like more organizations are kind of doubling down in content. Yes, right. right. Content Marketing Institute put out a report not that Mm -hmm. long ago showed that 
some high percentage of the companies they surveyed said we're going to do even more content. You know, it's becoming a bigger part of what we do marketing. Especially in an economic so, downturn, right? Like especially now. Yeah. So it just makes all the more sense that that you the more emphasis you put on content, the more you're going to want to want to have good a, a way to get ROI from it or to measure it. Exactly. To, so and I like what you said about yeah, going to sales and saying, "Hey, here's we got here's what we're going to do in the next iteration of this to really focus on the leads that, you know, actually converted or were the right leads or maybe even better yet, or also go to sales and say, what do you think? Yeah. Let's collaborate. How, what should we it. be doing with this ebook to focus it better? Right. Mm -hmm. Like true collaboration. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Indeed. All right, Ashley. Well, you really gave us some great insights there, packed a lot of stuff in. And I just have one final question, which is how can people best connect with you? Oh, that is a great question. They can find me on LinkedIn. I will send you over the link, but it's Ashley McKelpin. And yeah, I'd love to connect. I'd love to hear from other marketers on what you're doing, how how you're looking at content marketing. I think it's a really great conversation. And the role of marketing in revenue is something that we're not talking about enough. And I think it might be because we're scared of it. We're scared to talk about mm. marketing and revenue because it adds a little bit more pressure. But honestly, that pressure is there anyways. So the more we acknowledge it and push into it, the better we're going to be. So yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Okay, awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you so much. That was some really great, insightful stuff. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.